You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Stay at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daney. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jurgen Klopp, and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jurgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. You will also get bonus content every month, including the audio versions of my regular columns for ESPN. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club. And get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Welcome back to the big interview. It's Graham. What's Graham and Pep? No, 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 no. Not that Pep. Well, not this time. This, in fact, is part two. Following on from part one, we thought we'd name it that way. Numerically, it made sense. Part two of the interview with Pip Linders, assistant Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, and a serious brain behind the fascinating development of that team in its football, in its personality, but most of all in its daily work. Liverpool had been driven by this brilliant German, but his Dutch assistant was actually forged in Portugal as a very young coach. It's a remarkable tale about how he got there, why he got there, and what he did there. In this podcast interview, you'll hear about how Porto influenced Pep Linders to the point where that connection gave them a key part of their preparation for the 2019 Champions League final. You didn't know what part a Portuguese side played in Liverpool winning the Champions League? Well, you will after this. And Pep's background in youth football, well, I don't think we've heard a more passionate or convincing advocate of elite clubs prioritising their academies. I've been told to tell you by my producers that this is a serious football conversation. I'm in it, so it's not 100% serious. There's a little bit of fun here and there. And there's a lot about paddle. What do you mean you've never played paddle? You'll want to after this. Do enjoy the big interview with Pippine Linders. I don't know if you remember, maybe you do, when, when you left to go to Nijmegen, the gaffer wrote in, in, in his notes, 
it's impossible to overstate the role that Pep played in helping us settle, educating us about football life. And that theme about um, changing culture, changing country, I want to come back to Jurgen and arriving from Dortmund to Liverpool. But but you did it when you were very, very young. And, and, and even though your experience was high quality, you were relatively inexperienced. Was it dead simple moving from Eindhoven to Porto, different culture, different language, different ideas, different passion, north south. Yeah, shock, shock, uh, football culture shock. Uh, but the impact Porto, the football club de Porto, and Porto the city made on me, the people, the club, the structure, the the, the fans. But I speak with great responsibility if I speak about them and. Porto will forever be with me. The the ideas, the because seven years is a long time as uh, a foreigner in a South European club. Everybody knows that normally this lasts two or three years. <laughs> if you go to South Europe, I worked seven years at Porto with so many passionate coaches, so many unbelievable <laughs> young players they approached me from PSV Eindhoven it was not the same language um, but we understood each other and that was probably uh, the biggest reason why we could work that long together um, I started there I did three sessions a day <laughs> uh, between the morning and the afternoon session I had three hours Portuguese lesson uh, to learn because I really felt that I need to learn the culture before I can teach because they need I can teach, but they have to understand. And I can only teach when they, when I understand what they understand and how they understand. So uh, I really try to absorb like the culture, the people, the, the 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 reasons why they are doing what they are doing. Because it's a club with high values, with real humbleness. And Pinto da Costa, he built like a institute institute of winners, a winning culture, and. Um, if you know how Benfica and Porto, how, it, how they grew up, I mean, over the last uh, 60, 70 years, it says really good example, Pinto de Costa. We love the ones who hate to lose. That's the main thing of Porto. And uh, it's ag- we fight against everything and against everyone. That would be the second sense would come into my mind if I talk about Porto. And... The rasa, the, the inner drive of the players, of all the people, that's something I never witnessed before because I come from Holland. <laughs> but it was something uh, truly what, um, what I said, it will stay forever with me. And uh, Some clubs, they are in the game, but Porto, to play the game, but Porto is there to win prizes, silverware. That's the reason why they exist and why they play in all different sports they are doing. Eh? So... Uh, but the sessions were unbelievable. I started with like in the afternoon with the under 19s, uh, in the after, uh, in the morning with the under 19s, in the afternoon with the under 14s, under 15s, in the evening with the under 12s, 11, 10, 9, 8, the, like the youngest kids. And um, the only goal I had above like this collective idea of tactical periodization, because Porto is tactical periodization, was like create offensive aggression with the players. So that in each situation they could handle themselves with the ball, that, it, that when they were 1-1 they could like 
go past the player like proper skill. And so only the, the only idea we had was create to score. That was like from the first minute of session to the last minute of session. Above on top of like the collective idea we had because the biggest individual development comes from the collective idea. So the way you play as a team, that creates the biggest individual development. Um, yeah, we wanted to create like a new generation there who represent their culture, but on top like have this attacking mentality, this guts, this ambition and uh, a high level of technique. Um, I was 24 when I left Holland. Uh, I worked five years at PSV, so uh, a beginning coach, a young coach. But time out there, but because I, I like detail. You're 24. It's not easy to see into Eindhoven's academy for a foreign club to see. And your interview, okay, they can speak English, you can speak English. But how do you convince Porto? How do Porto turn their attention to a 24-year-old Dutchman in the Eindhoven academy? What? How? The power of the image. I will explain later, but it's the power of the image. But So they had like a project called Project 611. And Tero Enrique with Pinto da Costa, they wanted to restructure the academy, the first team, and the scouting department. These three became like the main, uh, uh, the main objective in the structure of Porto. Scouting, academy, and how they were connected. Uh, so Coadrians, like... A disciple of Cruyff in the way he played. He was a very offensive coach. He was the coach of Porto um, uh, before I came. He left the club in the beginning of the season, uh, but they wanted to continue with the Dutch. I don't make the Dutch bigger than it is, so really not like that. But I'm, they wanted to continue with like the 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 coaching, the offensive coaching, the drilling, the uh, the the freedom. Um, they called. Um, but the, the goalkeeping coach, Will Court, stayed at Porto when Quadrianza left. So they started speaking, we need somebody for the academy who can represent this coach, a young coach, ambitious, who can we can help as well because Porto, they have a proper, proper idea about football, a proper idea about training, one of the best in world football. It's called tactical periodization. It's Vitor Frade. So, But they wanted to add something uh, to this project 611 between 2006 and 2011 and in 2000 the, Luis Castro who's now the coach of Shakhtar Donetsk he was the academy director and he wanted to add this exactly what it, I tried to explain just before so he co- um, they called um, Franz Hoek ah the goalkeeper trainer from Varga assistant Varga yeah um, the 95 team and he said I have to take the young coach from PSV Eindhoven, he goes with me to America, this uh, United States always, and he's responsible for exactly what you're searching for, like this offensive approach. Um, okay, okay, it stayed, and then they called somebody else, Edmund Klaus, and Edmund Klaus said, hey, you have to take the young coach from PSV Eindhoven, and then they start like, okay. So I went there, and of course nothing was clear, and I was sad. The people in front of me in the table it took me two days to arrive there anyway. We stayed over, go there, big thing for 24 years old, eh? going to the stadium of Porto to speak with the people who wanted to hire you. Um, I felt I was ready to leave Holland, and could, but I, I wanted something, uh, everything what I learned there to put it in place in, in a different... But anyway, so so I, I sit on the table, Orgel Martins, Luis Castro, Vito Fraat, sitting there and explaining the ideas. But with 
my agent at that time, our agent, he, he helped me to do to the deal. He translate. So I was only sitting there, like when he started explaining. Okay, yeah, top. And this is what I think on top. Like, and he translate, and they were like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we need. So I show wow. images of what we're doing, uh, like that. that. Yeah, it was an instant click with Luis Castro. It was an instant click with Vito Frat, and they really—they um, are two really important people in my in my life. And you you meet many people in your life, and some are really lucky to meet. Example, Cruyff, or but I met Vito Frat and Luis Castro at that moment in time, and they showed faith in a 24-year-old Dutch guy who was from PSV Eindhoven, not from Real Madrid, or from, uh, uh, and they, they gave a trust, faith, to lead the project with them. So uh, we three became like, Vito Fraat was head of methodology, Luis Castro was like the academy director, and of course, Antero Enrique above, but yeah. And uh, we created like this idea and these training sessions. So it was, um, so I have to explain one, one thing to make it hopefully clear. Because of Porto, Porto scouting system for, is one of the best in the world. They have to att- they attract the best players in the world. The problem with if you have a super scouting system is that the academy cannot stay behind. This is what I was going to say. You were in the most difficult place. Liverpool and Porto now are comparable in their brilliance about who to sign, why, when to sell, how to keep that going, and to do it year after year. But if you're in the academy, then. How do you get the flowers to come through when the clever people in the other part of the department are buying a, a Brazilian right back or are, are buying a Colombian forward? It's it's a great climate, but it's massively difficult. You have to. Yeah, the idea was create a new generation. So you can only. I really believe that if you do it right in the academy, you have to start very young, and with the right ideas collectively and individually. So, but. At one moment in time, the, the head coach at Porto is on a huge pressure. If you lose away from Benfica, you're already or at home from a B, you're already in the. You, even if you're top of the league, or if you go out of Champions League in the group, you're. So the coach will always pick the best player, the best eleven, the best team from his idea to that. So because he has to think about his own position. Yeah, his own exactly. Season. So yeah. the idea was, okay, we have this winning culture, but we need to develop players who have this attacking mentality because this Brazilian who's 10 years old and is doing from uh, the age of 16 playing already up and have this uh, 20 initiatives in the game to outplay, to score, to shoot, he gets this impulse constantly because everything turns around. We have to take that type of game to Porto with all the things we already do because the the structure of training with that uh, but we have to create like so we ac- accelerate this process of attacking mentality of counter pressing of pressing of being on your position half so all these things we implemented and we started we tried to create like a new generation with so with from 13 down everybody knows it's the it's the age of magic so if you stimulate there a creative uh, idea and uh, really do the right things in terms of Go, not overcoat I mean like to give them freedom and at the same time uh, uh, principles as I said but not important but um, then uh, players will adapt and will uh, uh, yeah so in the end we created a new generation if you look now the players who came through it's unbelievable Fabio Silva Andre Silva Gonzalo Paciencia Ruben Neves uh, Joao Felix was uh, um, Andre Gomez 
from ever um, Fabio uh, Fabio Vieira now uh, Bruno Costa uh, uh, Diogo Leite Diogo Kroos they can put a team together now with that generation who came through they can put like 11 and they have like the uh, Mystica of Porto because they all had that they had like this God's ambition and on top of that they have like a really high level of technique and so we knew that we have to accelerate this process that was really important and we tried to do that by this project 611 by the things we do and for seven years it was like a very successful period because we became five times champions so we could work with um calmness because we the first team was winning so it was not like this pressure of so that was really important otherwise it would never have last, lasted seven years <laughs> because if the first team was not, was not winning everybody is at fault eh? even the under nine coach so um, that's the type of club and that's all, that's all good yes we believe in biodiversity it's from the makers of the big interview and it's called between the lines the stories behind great sports writing Every episode takes a classic sports book or outstanding piece of sports writing and examines how the writer crafted their story. This is a weekly show and the series so far has featured documentaries on the miracle of Castel di Sangro and Andrea Perlo's autobiography, I Think, Therefore I Play. There's also interviews with writers like Henry Winter, Simon Cooper, Andy Mitten and David Goldblatt. Here's David Winner on his legendary, scintillating book, Brilliant Orange. The book chimed perfectly with what the Dutch did in, in Euro 2000. They played the book almost, exactly as I described, they played. And then they tragically, ridiculously, disastrously, unbearably lost in the, in the semi-final, this crazy game. And one of the big newspapers in Holland, the NRC Handelsblatt, had a big page, like a whole front page of their review section the day after the, the Italy game. And it was all, you know, David Winner predicted this. And then years later, I discovered that they had two versions. <laughs> the other one, if, if Holland had won that game, it said, David Winner's got it completely wrong. He doesn't understand anything. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question... The last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On that, on that subject, I wanted to ask you about welcoming the boss and helping him to, to fit in. But on that subject, I have to go to um, the game against Michelin. N- never mind the scoreline. In that team, Kevin Kelleher, 
who came into prominence exactly maybe eight, nine months after you came to Liverpool. So you and Kelleher have been working together from almost day one. Uh, Reese Williams is a similar story. Trent Alexander-Arnold, you were still working academy when he was playing the three, the diamond, the, the, the diamond in, in front of the three. Fabinho, you helped teach and welcome in because of your Portuguese culture. Uh, Leighton Clarkson promoted from the academy at a time when the team is doing good, so y- you can work well. Uh, Diogo Jota, um, your ideas about his character, your work to research whether there was more apart from what you could see on the pitch helped a, a good deal. Nico Williams, Curtis Jones, Jake Kane. Never mind the 1-1 score uh, in Denmark. That 11... And the way in which you can see your and the, all the departments work coming together. But I'm asking you because you are my interview today. The level of satisfaction and encouragement and, and ability to say to other people, this is why we're doing this. This. Look. I think the advantage of bringing your own players up is that you create a father-son relationship with the club, the player. So they give always a little bit more. Because it's their own, you can. Uh, they never let you down, in my opinion. The best backup, the best investment you can do, the best signing each season should be the academy, in my opinion. But what we uh, mainly did, of course, is uh, we created space in our squad. So, example, instead of co- uh, going for a second right defender, we put Trent there in that time. Instead of uh, because he was already in the talent group and all these things, but. The, and the most important thing, I always felt it with PSV as well and with Porto. The most important thing, what young players need is hope, trust uh, uh, from uh, the manager, from Jürgen. So the moment uh, there's a, a relationship between uh, Jürgen and Trent, the moment uh, there has to be made a decision of bringing a young player up or signing somebody else... Uh, it's really important that uh, this relationship is there. That's why we created the talent group. But what I said with hope, I mean, like, the moment trend comes true, he inspires indirect, not directly, 100 other players in the academy because they see it's possible. And that's one of the biggest strengths of all clubs who bring players through, say Ajax. Queef is a funny story because you say Queef because he came in when we didn't have a goalkeeper on the 16th. So there was always all older goalkeeper uh, playing or a younger one from under 15s coming up. So, but I really believe that the the best scouts are the players themselves. So not no disrespect to the scouting department, but when we play, when you played on the street, you knew exactly what was the level of each single player where you're playing with. You knew, you felt, you you know when you know in a team, you know exactly what that. So I, I always asked our players, when they came back from international duty, who is the best player in your team? And where are they playing? So, to new, like, information in the national teams. So, I asked Conor Masterson, who is the best player in your team? He said, it's not a player, it's a goalkeeper. Wow. Where is he then? He's trialing it at, at Villa. He's trialing. So, we can still, like, I go to uh, Matt, our academy uh, head scout. And I said, here... Watch him because he says he's the best player. Get him here on trial. Get because I think it was Aston Villa, and I'm not sure. But Connor for sure said then it was Man United was trying, but I'm not sure. So anyway, so but try to get him in here on trial. And 
we got him in, so Matt, unbelievable job to get him in, and um, he tried, and the rest, he was, of course, <laughs> it was a very good goalkeeper, you could see already then, so that was not that difficult, but uh, it's, a, it's an unbelievable story, I think, that <laughs> how that uh, how that went. That was Ring Mahon Rangers he was at that you couldn't remember when he was being trialled by Valer. Um Look, I have to. I know it's been talked about a million times, and this isn't drawing out your current skills or your ambitions. But football is also about beauty. I was reporting on the Cam Now game. I was interviewed by Liverpool TV after that match, and I said this was a game where Liverpool could have won five two six two in Camp Now easily. It was one of the. It's the strangest result I've been reporting on ever. The three zero could have been four zero, but for Dembele, and I thought Liverpool would win the return leg. I didn't think that you could keep Messi quiet all night. So four nil, I didn't imagine because I thought it might be four two. I thought Messi would. The corner, I know the early goal. I know the playing style. I know the noise. I know the decision making, but the corner. If I live to be a thousand, maybe I won't see another better moment than that in football. And you played a small part in that by, by saying to the ball boys, get the ball back and play quickly. Was it because a simple level, let's have Liverpool playing quickly and never let the pressure go off? Or was it because you or the analysts had already spotted that Barcelona were a little bit dopey at corners? Because you take the snapshot picture and it's not just about Trent and it's not just about Divock or the ball boy. It's about seven Barcelona players looking in different directions and gone to sleep. Trent... He has this cheekiness in him, this pure street in him, and he has to keep that, this unpredictability, what makes these decisions. So that's why, that's the most important, that unbelievable. So these things I really like, this cheekiness, this street, this uh, unpredictability, what I just said. Uh, I love these characters who try something different, who, who yeah, don't just go with uh, yeah, the routine or with the uh, things we said, so... Anyway, we knew that uh, we needed to have like a, a high-intensity game against Barcelona. We wanted to press them like they never been pressed before. We wanted to feel them that from the first minute with the stadium that there was no way out uh, of our style. So uh, we already met, uh, we felt that Bayern München when we played in the um, round of sixty, uh, yeah, against Bayern. Um, uh, the way the ball boys were acting there was unbelievable. So they were behind, they were putting so quick, so active, and uh, they said to our team manager that yeah, they are trained to do these things. Like so, okay, cool, all right, all right. That would be very helpful if we can, in decisive moments, have the same. So our analysts made a video about really analyzing like what what's good and what's not good. Blah blah. We instructed the ball boys before the night. You try to minimize all like the uh, possibility that it will not work that night. I felt the days before it was really difficult days before because company shoots from 25 meters, now probably more even against Leicester because uh, matters, uh, because the guys were not pressing anymore. Um, this goal and the day after we play. So, uh, but I really had the feeling that. Um, that it was really possible. As long as we played our way, as long as we didn't change, keep our ideas uh, because of exactly what you said, what happened at uh, Camp Nou, the way we played there. It, it was the same feeling you got from Dortmund. Even when there's 20 or 30 minutes to go, you, you felt 
it's possible as long as we keep stopping counterattacks, keep defending Messi how we had to defend him, keep uh, yeah all these things. And uh, yeah, the last one I promise is this: if I was in Marbella just before the Champions League final and I heard the sound of building and big screens being, this is another gem of a story. How the hell do you work out that Benfica B has a playing style which is similar to Tottenham at a time when you don't know you're going to go through but we'll plan for the final anyway and we'll bring a team to train with us and work against us which will be unbelievable. Azet Alkmaar was ready to do it. Azet Alkmaar. But they pulled back in the last minute because it was Ajax who, uh, who Ajax was in the semi-final so we could not organise it anymore because it was already planned before that. So they didn't want to have... And to... They, they, they didn't want to go against Ajax? I know the coach really well and uh, I knew because of their tax, tactical flexibility because they could really represent uh, the, the style. Uh, so then uh, I was thinking about two teams in Portugal. It was Luis Castro's, my... Uh, uh, Vitoria Guimarães or it was uh, Porto, uh, Porto uh, Benfica B because Vitor Matos my um, my assistant at this moment who's resp- responsible for elite development here at Liverpool I took him to bring tactical periodization to bring Porto to me again because I need this I need this culture with me and I need him because he's uh, unbelievable uh, talented coach and uh, but good but he came with uh, watch Porto uh, Benfica B because they're in the second league but they play like okay good so I watch I see okay cool we make contact and they were open to do so we presented exactly what, how we thought Tottenham was going to play we brought them four days before uh, to Mabelia to train three days Tottenham and everything was based so the week the week leading up to Benfica was exactly the same week I prepared for Tottenham, or we prepared. So, so the idea was like to, okay, to have exactly the same logic in each session, in each idea, in each moment of training. The only thing we will reduce timing, so more rest in the week leading up to Batak. And then we end exactly at the same time we play Benfica on the, yeah, I think Sunday. Yeah? So. And uh, we warm up in the same way. We do all the... So the players really bought into it because the way they were in the Marbella locker room before they went out to Benfica, it was a Champions League final. The pre-match was quiet and was... So I really believe in preparation, as you probably understand now a little bit. That's why Saki and... Yeah, and Benfica beat it. Renato Paiva, the, the coach, the, the Pedro Marx, the uh, academy director, they did an unbelievable job how they came... Uh, and, and played that game and um, what they did because they put their own ideas away anyway that Mabalia trip was brilliant because we brought the families in as well uh, so all the wives and kids from the players and from some of the senior staff were there as well so we created like this relaxed atmosphere with preparation uh. fantastic Vici then for a Porto man you've brought Benfica the closest they've come to lifting European Cups since since Bella Gutman. You've, you've almost taken the, course, the curse of Bella Gutman away forever. I will tell you one thing. When I, I signed my first deal, it was one-year contract with an option for another year, I think. But the second contract was a three-year deal. It was after, I think, four or five months, second contract. Tack. And he said, I sit there and I was really happy with the money. I'm really happy with the, the, all the, uh, the attention. And wow, I was so proud that he gave me a new deal. The only thing what he said, we didn't negotiate. Pep, from now on, this means you cannot work at Benfica. Okay? And you promised. Yeah, I promised, of course I promised. Yeah, I wanted that deal. 
Ja, aber if you're, if you're Porto, ja, yeah, that's... Ja, man, ja, never, ja, yeah, it's, the, it's the enemy, it's the enemy. Pepine Linders, um, Pepine, I think that's as good as like a Scottish guy can get a Dutch accent. Uh, uh, listen, I can't tell you the enjoyment, the endorphin I've got, I've got adrenaline, I could go out, play a game of football right now. Thank you for mentioning Victor Frade, this wasn't the space to, to because it's such a complex theory. And, and keep on, keep on, you know, for Liverpool fans, the, the things you guys are doing makes you heroes. For the rest of us, you're changing our minds, you're teaching us, you're giving us fun. And today you've done that for all the listeners of the big interview. Pepine, thank you so much indeed. Good luck for the rest of the season and keep doing the good work, man. Top man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.